This podcast is produced by Unedited. You can't plan the time and the things. You can't, you, you can't, you know, decide when things are going to happen. They just happen. And that's mm. a lot of my journey, I suppose, has been understanding that, you know, as you know quite well, you know, it's about understanding. Just let things be what they are. Let things be what they are. And if they're going to work themselves out, they'll work themselves out. If they're not, they won't. And either way is fine. Hello and welcome to episode 159 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And this is a podcast designed to help you find more clarity in your thinking, stillness in your mind, and ultimately to help you experience a greater sense of happiness in your life. And having been through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I decided to create a platform to challenge the way you think, to help open up your mind and invite you to live in the moment. So on this week's episode, I am joined by my friend Momo, who gave me a live numerology reading. And over the past few years, I've kind of been exploring more and more spirituality. And since getting to know Momo, she's definitely been a big part of pushing me along that journey. So I thought it'd be a really interesting thing to do my numerology reading live on the podcast and see what came up. And it was actually really interesting because there was a few subjects and insecurities of my own that came up during the reading, which are things that, to be honest, I don't really share out loud in public, but also there were some great personal learnings. So during this conversation, we spoke about learning from everybody you meet in life, my guilty relationship with money, what happens to your soul when you die, and loads more. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you really like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share the love with a friend and help spread the message. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear this episode with Momo. So the reason that I wanted to get you on, and I thought it'd be interesting to this episode, is because someone reached out to me um, someone who listens to the podcast, and they were like, I really loved the episode you did with Lucy Sheridan. Like, it's really interesting to hear her spiritual views. Like, I'd love to hear more about yours. And I was like, oh, maybe I should record a, an episode about, you know, my spiritual beliefs. So I kind of allude to it quite a lot. I don't really get into it. Um, yeah. But then I was like, ah, I know. We'll get Momo on and we'll mm. talk spiritual stuff. <laughs> yes, which is what we do all the time anyway. Exactly. That's so this is thought. just like one of our normal conversations. Exactly. Because I thought we'd, we've tried a few times to, to do something on the podcast and it's never quite materialized. We've also tried a few times to do my numerology re- reading, which hasn't quite materialized. I thought, do you know what? Let's make it. Actually, it was you that said, why don't we do the numerology reading mm. as part of the podcast? And we can do it that way. It would be quite interesting. I think it's good for people to get to know you better as well. This is almost going to be like turning it around on you. Because I love how you messaged me before this going, I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. No. I don't even so, know what a numerology reading is, to be honest. I just know you keep telling me that you need to do it for me. That's all I know. For the 10th time, Alex, can you send me your name and your date of birth, please? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Well, should we just get straight into it? Or do you want to like ask questions? No, I was going to say, do you just want to like introduce yourself a little bit about like who you are, what you do and all of that? And then we can Yeah, sure. Well, my name is Momoko and I live in London. I'm one of those people who I guess is one of those multifaceted types who do lots of different things. Mm. So I'm a vegan and animal rights activist, social conservation activist. They're like two of my passion project related areas of work. Also familiar to podcasting. I'm a co-host mm. on a podcast called The Chick Peeps, which is a vegan and animal rights podcast. I work in vegan food for Wicked Healthy, which is two American chefs who create the most amazing plant-based food for meat eaters. So it's a different kind of concept for a lot of the vegan food companies. I do digital stuff for them. I've done a lot of um, like social media work. That's how I met Alex. Mm-hmm. We both worked at the BBC a few years ago. 
my main working background is in the music industry and alongside this I've been doing numerology, crystals, meditation work, spiritual coaching. So it's a whole mixed bag. I feel like that's covered all the bases. Yeah. So numerology has been in my life for about six years now. Nice. And for people who have listened to quite a few episodes of the podcast would have heard me reference Momo quite a lot as either being a crystal dealer or my spiritual guide or my spiritual partner or <laughs> something along those lines. So this is the Momo that I keep mentioning. Yeah, finally here. <laughs> Another thing I just want to mention before we start is that I know I'm sure you believe in this too, but mm-hmm. divine timing is such a thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I think I've written out your numerology literally about 10 times <laughs> And that we've rearranged dates. We have to really appreciate that right now, like this was all meant to happen. You're Mm. meant to get this information from your numerology today, not two years ago or whenever it was when we first spoke about it. There will be something within this that's very relevant for you now for you to take away. Mm. So just bear that in mind. That's part of the magic. Of course. And, you know, it's like anything. Like when I had uh, Kelechi on all those episodes ago, we did the tarot Mm. card reading. It was very random. (laughs) But it, what what came out of the cards really spoke to me at that moment. Whereas I don't feel like if I pulled those same three cards out now, they'd have the same meaning. So, so true, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. It's Zero all good. Idea. You're in safe hands. We'll go for it. I hope so. We will. <laughs> well, at the start of these sessions, usually there's a 20 minute meditation, so we won't do that because I feel like that could be boring for everyone. <laughs> you know. But what I would like you to do is just close your eyes. Just ground a second. We're just creating a fresh canvas right now. Mm-hmm. And just taking a big deep breath in through the nose, out of the mouth. And again, nice cleansing, clearing deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just really coming home into your body. Feeling the rise and fall of your chest. Just, I know you, you find it very easy to become present in your body. So this will be nice and quick at the start. But what I would like you to do is start to imagine a guide, a spiritual guide of yours, an angel, ascended master standing beside you and holding a big jug of white light, iridescent, sparkling, pure. And they just start to pour it down through the top of your head. And it just starts to flood through your cells, just filling your cells with this beautiful iridescent white light, cleansing and clearing as it goes down through the chakras. And as you breathe, just imagining it expanding through your body and just keeping it within the body to start with, relaxing each cell and muscle that it touches until you can just feel this is now circulating through your body. And just taking a moment to feel that. And then just using your own creative visual visualization with your own mind. Imagine this light just spreading out into your auric field, into your energetic space. So you're in this bubble or an egg of this white light. So we're preparing the canvas for your numerology because I also work with color in this. So we're having it nice and nice and white, fresh start, fresh beginning here with all of your energy. And just lock it in, solidify it in with a nice deep breath in through the nose. Deepest breath all day, out through the mouth. And just fluttering the eyes open. That was very much an express version of just setting the Mm -hmm. canvas. So I guess I should probably explain what numerology is. Mm -hmm. So we work with these first two points of your entry to this life. So with astrology, it also works with the time. But we're looking at the numbers in your date of birth. 
And I always forget that you're called Alessandro. So we, we work with your <laughs> yes. full name as well. Gardening. This is, yeah, it's a great name. Very flavoursome. And with numerology, the type that I work with is, do you, do you remember Pythagoras at school? Yeah, of course. So with the triangle, it's yeah. actually created by him. So it's Greek philosopher, if you can mm. think around 2,500 years ago. And numerology is a concept dates back even further to ancient Atlantis, Babylon, ancient China, Greece, India, Egypt, these places that were really rich in culture and spirituality. So again, the fact, this is all dating back from when you entered this world, what mm -hmm. we're working with, this whole spiritual science, this spiritual system. And each number has its own vibration and energy. And as you know, everything in this world has its own vibration and energy. This, this crazy crystal, they all have their own special energy. And so do numbers, so do thoughts. So we match these numbers to the letters in your name as well. And then there's calculations we do to then figure out what you can imagine as a map or a tapestry of your life. Mm. So we're looking at the potential that you incarnated as yourself in a human body, taking yourself from the seed of source energy from all that there is into you now being this living, breathing human yeah. that's on Zoom. That <laughs> <laughs> You had this, lots of people like to say purpose, but we can look at this as the potentials in your life. Where did you want to expand to? What did you want to grow into? Where, what did you want to align yourself to? So with each number, we look through the different strengths and alignments and challenges and weaknesses that you came here to experience. So we weave the numbers together as well. I'm just gonna bring this here so I'm not looking over all the time. Um, so that we can get this full tapestry, this full connected picture. Mm. And the first number that we will so, come to. So Memo, yeah. before you start, I'm just interested, do you, do you, when you're going through this, are you taking things directly from the numbers or are you using, obviously you know me quite well, like some of the information you already know about me. I try to forget everything I know okay. about the person. I'm literally like, who are they? Yeah. So I'm like, I know this guy, but I'm going to try, I, I try to be as objective as humanly yeah. possible so that I don't, that sometimes it does help if, if I know something about you and I can say this might relate to that, but I like to just mm -hmm. imagine that you're having this with someone you don't know. So with your life path number, this is what we come to first. This is the overarching theme of your life, essentially. Yeah. And let's think of which color this would be to you. I actually think the color of your t-shirt is oh, it blue? It looks it blue, blue from here. Yeah, it is blue. If you imagine, save the blue, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> if you imagine that coming now through your whole energy space that you mm. created in light, just imagine that as like a wash of watercolor over it. This is what is, is the foundation for why you came here. So this number two energy is the cooperative peacemaker. This person is all about finding partnership, collaboration, the peace in themselves and peace for others as well. So if you think, if you just get an idea of what that world is mm -hmm. and what you imagine a life would look like if it was shaped by peace, essentially. Mm. And I'm resisting saying like, I know that you, so we're not going to look at that. But so people who have this, have this, have this natural ability with others to be healers. And whether that's just comforting people or whether that's being there to support someone, coaching someone, like it's very much, again, I'm trying to forget, um, it's very much about also bringing a sense of peace to the environment around them as well. Yeah. So they have this, this angle and approach to life, which is very giving and very generous. And it's, there's really not a lot of selfishness in the number two. 
I'd also think of this as having a slight feminine energy to it, but we're looking at feminine and masculine, not male mm -hmm. and female, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're looking at the nurture side. They're very natural when it comes to counseling people and really they do that in their career and in their personal life. And even though they have this sense of peace and they have this sense of giving, they, they can find that they sacrifice their own needs in the process sometimes. So for a number two, one of the key things for them is boundaries. We hear about these all the time. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for them to overgive. It's very easy for them to undercharge. And so they need to really have a very strong sense of self-worth to be able to live this purpose in their life. And you can kind of understand where this comes from, like the yeah. giver, that nurturer. I don't need anything back. I just want to serve. But no, in this life, there is a lesson here to make sure that they serve and deserve. Mm. I always love that little saying. They need to make sure that they can say no and have have the have the self-worth to really put this in place so you get an idea of what this is and there's sometimes some people will have it's quite fascinating really some people's numerology will have the same number all the way through or it might show up again and again but for you this is the only number two here mm. so you just think of this as this background of your life everything else that we look at will come under this sense of i'm here to bring more peace to myself mm. and to others yeah. So also relationships is a big one here. Lots of lessons to learn in relationships. Think of the number two partnerships, collaborations. Mm. You're here to really learn a lot about collaborating with other people and finding harmony in relationships and having lots of lessons with people in your life. I mean, everyone is here for that, but there's an extra sense of how can you really ground yourself and not give, not be taken for granted as well and not get taken advantage of again it all comes down to the self-worth it all hinges on that yeah. so if, if you imagine in front of you there's a really fast flowing stream of light mm -hmm. this is where you are downstream in your energy high vibration you are in alignment and when you're here this is when you're allowing yourself to be harmonious you're using your intuition and you're really connected to your inner voice you've got a really open heart very loving very kind supportive understanding and sympathetic and either side of that, if you imagine there's a mud track where you're walking through and it's sticky, it feels mm. uphill, you know that feeling, if ever you're yeah. out of alignment, it feels just wrong. This is when you're maybe being insecure or hypersensitive, maybe sense of moodiness, jealousy, indecision. When you're in that kind of world of emotion and energy, that's when you take yourself out of that alignment of being in this higher vibration of partnership and collaboration mm. and not just relationships with others, but your relationship with your higher self and the universe. And I know when we've spoken about, if we take this in a relationship context and obviously not to go too deep in anything that people don't need to know about, but I know that I've seen you be in very high vibration alignment, just thinking about relationships you've had or mm -hmm. experienced. And when you're out of it, you're really in it. <laughs> and you know, like how we all have that duality yeah. with stuff. So I'm sure you've experienced both sides of this in romantic relationships and maybe even on your spiritual path. Mm. So this is the key number here. How does that feel for you as something that is shaping your life? I mean, you know, it feels very true to where I'm at right now. And I feel like a lot of the stuff you're saying about, you know, the finding the peace and working collaborative with people and wanting to help. I felt, I feel like that's always, been a part of me and the times where I felt like I've been trudging through the mud like you said mm. the times where I haven't had that element in my life and that's particularly mm. 
you know, back in the past when I was depressed and when I was going through all the things I was going through. So I didn't feel like I had that, that path of like, I wanted this feeling of peace. I wanted this feeling of being able to help and do all of these things that I, I love and enjoy doing now, but I didn't have an element of it in my life. It was all very much focused externally on, okay, what can I get more of? How can I get the next big job? How can I get the whatever, you know, next, 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 more, more, more. And now I'm, I'm not in that space at all. I can still operate in those areas, but from a, a place of that calm and peace feeling, I guess. And I think, yeah, the relationship thing is interesting because it's, there's been so many relationships, you know, friendships, romantic relationships, whatever family that do go up and down, you know, and it's, it's so interesting. I had a, I had a really bizarre conversation with a friend the other day who just randomly was walking past my house as I kind of stood up to go to bed. Like they saw okay, me stand strange. up and just shouted my name. Yeah. And we had a conversation about similar things of like not being in touch with each other and protecting energy and setting boundaries and stuff. So mm. it's interesting that that comes up in this when that literally happened the other day to like one of my oldest friends who I haven't spoken to for like maybe a year, maybe more. I don't even know. Just distanced ourselves from each other. And it's, uh, yeah just yeah it's just find, find that really weird that, that that's come up in in this time but it, go, it goes to show doesn't it i suppose like when you're on in that stream like you said you're on that path these things just they just happen you know mm. and and sometimes you can't you can't plan the time and the things you can't you you can't you know decide when things are going to happen they just happen and that's mm. a lot of my journey i suppose has been understanding that you know as you know yeah. quite well you know it's about understanding let things be what they are let things be what they are and if they're going to work themselves out they'll work themselves out if they're not they won't and either way is fine mm-hmm. either way it's the path and the learning and the lesson isn't it mm. all of it are you a, this is to go slightly it's not really this is a bit of a segue actually are you someone who believes that in your path in like the timeline of your life there are destiny points so for example you were meant to meet this person then that it just felt right it felt like it was already pre-written and you were just living it out like things like that have you um yeah in a way not not so I guess not in such an obvious way like you said destiny I don't think there's like another point coming for me up in moment of time Mm. I just think that you share moments with other people and you're meant to take something from that experience like there's so many people who I've met whilst traveling Mm. as an example who you know in a in a moment of time i'm outside of my country they're outside of their country we're both in a strange place yet for some reason we've crossed paths and we've crossed paths and we've built up a connection over maybe a couple of days Mm. in some cases a couple of weeks with some people and you carry those connections with you and those connections might last the length of that time you spend together and other times they might last longer like there's people i've met in japan last year who i still speak to today or was speaking to today Mm, that's that's, that's a year and a half ago yet there's people who had a really intense like two three day you know relationship in the sense of like a connection not like a Mm. romantic relationship with and it was so strong and we were so in that moment together and haven't spoken to them since so it was just for that moment for that moment yeah and there's, there's also people who I've gone on to who I met while I was in South America who I've gone on to connect with you know via zoom or whatever since and they're like I really feel like I was meant to meet you to learn these mm. things that we've spoken about or whatever, you know, me sharing my experience or them sharing their. So yeah, I think that you do have those points, but I don't think they're set out in such an intentional way. I think you just have to mm-hmm. be open to those 
possibilities and see them for what they are like i'm not and see who you align with yeah. basically there's, there's there's a girl who i met in in uh, brazil called maya she was amazing like she was french she was from france she lived in montreal we got on so well like just super well just connected like just chatting really well amazing conversations like every day for like three days i don't think i've spoken to her since <laughs> since i saw really? her yeah, yeah which is it's so fine well, it? you know it's fine yeah. and it's like the, but that goes. is that is life and it's like you know i i took something from those conversations and i'm sure she did as well and at some point we might cross paths again or connect, you don't know and it's just mm. and again it's not that was not even a, a romantic thing at all that was just like a really deep friendship that we built up over a few days and the same with you know the the, the dutch guys that i spent like 10 days with in colombia we built up such a strong bond and relationship over those 10 days that now, you know, when we do chat, it's like, oh man, it's like we're, mm. we've known each other our whole lives, but we only knew each other for 10 days. So it's like... I love those kinds of friendships. Yeah. I can't believe you were in Japan a year and a half ago, did you say? It was February 2019, March, 2000, no, February, March 2019. So yeah, just, just under right. a year and a half ago, yeah. See, I feel like when we met the BBC, I was like, this guy gets it. This guy totally gets it. And then you and I have had so many weird parallels of... Yeah. And even when you went to Japan, then I went to Japan straight after. Mm. And I feel like there are, yeah, I know, don't necessarily believe that there's like, this is when something will happen, but there's always like these crossovers. Mm. And it's just interesting to see if you think of this tapestry of your life in numerology, where do these crossovers happen and how do they exactly. relate? When you go really deep into it, you can look at the pinnacles in your life at different times of your life and where different things are expressed. We haven't got time for all of that today, but maybe another time. <laughs> part two. <laughs> but, yeah, part two of numerology. Let's yes. move to your second number. Okay. So this is looking at your destiny number. So we are looking at what is within you, which wants to be expressed. It really wants to be used and put out there into the world. And let's see this as a more masculine energy number. It is the number eight. And let's think of this as, you know, the color green, but the, the green that's related to money. Do you know that kind of green? The dollar green kind of color? So we're looking at this number eight for you here in the destiny side. So abundance, growth kind of green. So just have that in your mind and bring that into your inner body on this layer of this canvas that we have energetically. The number eight is known as the business-minded leader. You can see and get a feel for this world if you think of entrepreneurs, people who are just, they want to tap into abundance and they have access to that. They learn to have the spiritual tools to really tap into what they want. And yes, again, it's about self-worth. And this is more on a level of power, your personal power and how you express that in the world. There's often two types of number eights. One is the type that is a real lack mentality. And of course, we're going to chop and change between them in our lives because mm -hmm. we learn and we grow. But one is like real lack mentality. There's not enough to go around for everyone. And there's the other kind who's really tuned into like money making schemes and they want to know what's going on with like stocks and all of this kind of stuff and mm. we just look at the relationship between the two where you set yourself and what you are actually just willing to call in and manifest into your life mm -hmm. this is a number that really resonates with the law of attraction so if this is something that you use in your life if it's something that you have in your toolbox of spiritual tools then it's no surprise that this is here within you but it really wants to be used and expressed there's i don't know if you've seen what i've been posting on instagram lately but there's quite a lot of um problematic stuff around the law of attraction and mm -hmm. manifesting mm -hmm. with privilege but when it comes to you and your personal abundance and the money side of things with this number and the placement of it it's it wants you to know that whatever it is that you 
want financially to create your highest vision for your life is just going to come down to the practices that you do every day for the law of attraction to activate the, I feel that law of attraction just seems like such like a, a term now that's just yeah. overused to the point of kind of irrelevancy, Yeah. but harnessing the universal law of abundance, it wants to be expressed through you. And I feel like you'll never be the type of person who gets carried away in being a manipulative type of businessman. It's just not here. When you look at peace and care and the number two, when these two marry together, it's a lot of giving is involved mm-hmm. with the money that you'll have. It's not just going to be for you, but you have a really, I mean, you'll create the kind of comfortable life that you want without an absolute doubt. Mm-hmm. But you know this already. It's all about the attitude that we have in our lives, having the purest of intentions and then carrying them out so that we can have exactly what we want. And I do see in this, like there's a real thread of like a real sense of prosperity actually. And it will come from you being in your, I mean, I feel like, uh, again, need to forget that I know you, <laughs> being your most organized, being that focused, driven. When we think of that path of alignment here, we're looking at you really being on your stuff. Like think of the most organized person you know and start to emulate all of the tactics they're using, having their goals in place, working backwards from goals. Everything like that with the number eight really works for them, especially if their number two is can be overgiving. This allows them to have structure in their life. So I feel like the challenges here, domineering, manipulative, poverty conscious, superficial, intimidate, like that kind of energy, like a big bad CEO kind of energy Mm. is what can happen if you come out of alignment with this number because you could create such an abundance that, you know, when people go a bit money crazy, Mm -hmm. it can turn into that kind of energy. So this this number eight, I feel, wants you to really step into your daily law of attraction practices, whether that's scripting. I mean, I know you do so much anyway, but visualization, whatever it is, even writing a blog, but that no one will ever see mm-hmm. where you're saying, oh, so great to wake up in my house today that's da, 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 in this part of the country and I'm going on a flight later. I mean, that's not that's a very superficial example. So we're also looking at having an abundance of energy and abundance of love to give first and foremost, and really thinking about the kinds of emotions you want to experience every day, because really when we want to manifest stuff, it's just to give us the experience and the feeling that we think we'll we'll Mm -hmm. experience when we get it. So we're looking at this thread of abundance and real business minded leadership and focus on the leadership here because we're coming to the next number, which also carries a masculine energy and it also carries an energy of leadership. This is your soul's desire. So if Mm. you imagine, again, another white light, like a really bright white light this time, and take that into your soul, wherever you feel your soul is on your canvas. Think of the number one, it's independent. It's just on its own. It's a pioneer. That's the energy of the number one. It's like the unique leader. And really the secret to their success is them not caring about what anyone else thinks of them because you can't be fully in your unique expression if you're in that place. And allowing yourself to have all your facets on show because authenticity is such a magnetic thing and allowing people who are in your tribe, so to speak, to see you fully for who you are is something that a number one has come here to really learn. If you, if you didn't have this, you'd probably feel like something was always missing. Mm. If you were someone working for someone else as well, like this is 
the leadership type entrepreneurial it marries perfectly with the number eight they're very much of the same vibration um and standing up and just being there pioneering whatever it is that you want to do that's what the number one strives for so when you look at these two numbers like would you say that you've always felt like you wanted to be an entrepreneur or tapped it like where have you been with like financial mindset before you started um, to walk with more spiritual path i guess what's coming up for me is i've always i've always wanted i've always like the idea of wanting to be an entrepreneur like me me and my you know one of my best mates in school joe we used to talk about being entrepreneurs before like being an entrepreneur was a cool thing like we didn't even know how to spell the word or, or what it truly meant mm -hmm. we used to speak about it all the time like we want something that we kind of desired this this idea of working on something you're passionate about for yourself and cultivating something around it and and ultimately trying to create a life that is is a, or a purpose of working if that makes sense like living your mm -hmm. purpose through your work rather than trying right. to find purpose in work mm -hmm. um so i've kind of always had that idea in my head since like i mean i'm talking since like 14 15 that's, that's pretty that's, not many people are thinking like that at that age it's mm. definitely the minority isn't it yeah. and i mean don't get me wrong we never knew what we were going to do or how no. or why but it was always a conversation we used to have and you know we, we've come up with hundreds of ideas over the years from selling t-shirts to like a a laundry delivery service to like a barbershop to like music blog that like all the, all, oh, yeah, all, yeah, all sorts of stuff all sorts of stuff right um and i think on the, on the money and abundance side i guess i've always had a bit of a weird relationship with it in terms of i've always had a, i carried a bit of guilt around it mm. um and this is something that i'm working on at the minute specifically around the idea of coaching and, and what you were saying before about undervaluing and overvaluing your your you know what you do and all these mm. sorts of things it's something i'm really battling with at the minute in terms of carrying guilt around coaching and charging for it because i got into this to help people and yeah. i understand that coaching is expensive and <laughs> um, but also you've got you know you've got to be realistic in the sense that you you by helping everyone you're I, I don't know how, I don't exactly know how to put it, but by trying to help everyone is you're doing yourself a disservice in a way oh, because yeah. you're trying to spread yourself too thin. So it's something that I've always kind of carried a bit of guilt with. And it's why I've always, I guess, held off of going like full in on the coaching, to be honest. Mm. Um, but also because my family come from quite a, you know, you know, I'm from a privileged background, really, you know, I'm a middle-class white male from London. It's like yeah. you know, <laughs> more, the optimum. Yeah. Privileged than that in, in the UK, at least in Europe, you know, mm. so I've always had a bit of a weird relationship with like wanting to be seen to trying to earn lots of money Interesting. because I don't really agree with certain mindsets around that. Um, right. So this is something I'm really having some coaching on at the minute specific to, to coaching as well, which is quite nice. The two tie together. Can I share a breakthrough that I had mm -hmm. with you? So this was from me being someone who wanted coaching last year and when I, I think, I mean, I don't know if this is a lot or, or not for what you're looking at, but it was a thousand pounds for a month. And I was actually, at the start, I was, I wanted, I, I, I had so, I took so much pleasure in spending that on myself mm -hmm. and seeing that as a self-investment. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that's like, would be undercharging for you or if it felt just right or whatever. It, I guess it depends on the service, but I feel like 
if you can reframe it that someone would be so excited mm. to spend that on your services, it kind of takes the guilt away. And exactly. my other friend who's an animal healer, she said she charges like eight grand for a couple of weeks of her course. And I was like, whoa, I would feel really uncomfortable charging that. And she said, but you need to make sure you are fully cared for. How can you step up in a role to serve if you haven't got all of your rent covered and mm. all of your services paid for, gym membership, all the organic food that you want and make sure you're really looking after yourself because you need to be full before you serve. And that was another mindset shift for me. I was like, whoa, she's right. That's totally spot on. But at the same time, I understand we want to give. We're mm. givers. Mm -hmm. You don't want anyone to miss out. Mm. So does it ever come up for you that people can't afford it and that's a block or is it more just that sticky feeling like you said of the privilege i think it's i think it's a bit of both i think it's understanding like i said coaching is expensive right especially like for me you know what what i've come to realize is much like what you just said is by working with a handful of people who fit really well in terms of what i coach and how i coach mm -hmm. and can and do have the um luxury as it were of being able to afford a, a higher fee mm. ultimately means that, that i'm sorting myself out from a financial point of view which then means i'm also sorting myself out from a time point of view mm -hmm. which then also means that i can then serve you know through the podcast through other coaching means like group coaching like the the community program that i've just started mm. all of these other means and that's by you know focusing on actually who are the handful of people who can have access to that that six month program or whatever it is you know three month program because not everyone can and that's that's something i've had to come to terms with you know i've been very fortunate that in the last couple of years i've been able to afford to pay for coaching because i've done some mm. you know really great work that's paid quite well and it's me obviously seeing that and kind of like oof, that's a lot of money first what you get out of it but ultimately like you said if you're someone's willing to put in that work and make that commitment the the figure of money is just that's it it's just mm. a sign of how committed they are it nothing is. more nothing less so it's, it's about it's the energy exchange exactly so it's about yeah it's flipping flipping it that way still i'm still very much going through it to be honest i'm trying to mm. like i'm having coaching on it at the minutes which is really super helpful but yes it's, it's always been an interesting relationship for me because it's like the question of undervaluing and overvaluing you know yeah. am i you know do I want people to judge me based on how much I say my fees are, you know, all these mm. sorts of things. So it's like, it's a know. juicy subject because it's not just pricing. It's so much more. Mm. And we also when, when yeah. sorry to cut you off, but when you're, no, no. When you're going down a more spiritual path, you know, like people like Krishnamurti, like the Dalai Lama, like, you know, Muji, all these people, it's like their money's not an interest to them. So that mm. is, it's also becomes a bit of a battle there. And that's why I kind of, you know, probably, shouldn't but i do outwardly judge a few like of the big kind of you know spiritual teachers of our age yeah in a way. yeah you know like, the ones the, that you mean <laughs> yeah like the ones who have like podcasts and they do all these things and then you sign up to their you know like a newsletter or something and straight away they're trying to sell you something yeah it's like well i thought you were a spiritual leader i thought you were a spiritual teacher not trying to make money out of me so i see things from that point of view and like i said probably i'm i'm judging them based on my own expectations which is which is wrong but that's the because i judge mm. like that in ways i assume that other people will do the same so it's, it's a it's a for me it's, it's probably the most difficult relationship i have with myself is that right. of money and abundance 
I see. It's so funny because I'm on Lucy Sheridan's course at the moment and today it was all about this. Literally all about pricing. It's such a, everyone was so uncomfortable and I was there like cleaning at the same time so I didn't have to be present (laughs) with it. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah, with the number eight, yeah, literally. The number eight and the number one, this is obviously you're working through it already. You know that it's something you need to work out. You know you're not comfortable with feeling this way. Mm. So you're already on the path with that. It sounds like there's this real belief, like an imprinted vibrational pattern that is coaching is expensive. Like you said it quite a few times. Well, I I heard it a few times. Mm -hmm. So maybe self-talk for the number eight would be a Mm -hmm. good thing. Like coaching is such a worthwhile investment and people get so much from it. Just something to start to like rewire that Mm. part. And with the number one, it's also a very creative number. But rather than just being like a dancer or like whatever else might be creative, like a painter or an artist, this is more an innovation mind. Mm. So in your heart, if if you're not innovating and creating, and again, that doesn't mean you're painting paintings, you might be, but this is more about the creation from the mind and sowing seeds on this fertile ground that is your brain. And always putting new seeds and fresh ideas in there. And that I think creative visualization for you is the number one here will be really powerful if you create that into more of your daily practices um, for anything that you're wanting to create more of in your life. Mm-hmm. Number one's really great on that level. And then when we come to the next number, let's go with purple for this one. And let's send this all on the outer edge of the energy bubble that you created on the end of that electromagnetic field facing everybody that meets you Mm. this is the number interesting because purple is my favorite color oh is it Mm. lovely love a bit of purple but this is how other people perceive you it's the personality number so when you are vibrating in alignment with this energy and with this whole world of feeling this is when people will feel that you are the most aligned so if you had a number eight here Mm. It would be interesting because people could hear you talking about money and be like, yeah, yeah, that's just him. That's, that's what he does. That's his work. But this is the contemplative truth seeker. It's the most spiritual of all the numbers. Mm. If you think of the number seven being on that real feminine, but mystical level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these, no one ever really says that these numbers are masculine or feminine. This is just kind of what I gather from them, but this is the type of person who's on a quest to really know themselves and not just that, they want to understand people and they want to understand how things work and they need to un- they need to be able to look under the surface of things and really get to grips and start unraveling and unpacking, like, what is this all about? They want to really get to, I mean, something like numerology is perfect for number seven because it helps them just gain some kind of understanding of themselves. So, I mean, some people who are number sevens might end up being things like scientists mm. or developers of things. And so it just gives you an idea of what this person is like. But privacy and alone time is really important to them. And they might radiate this slightly in their energy too. Maybe being a bit of a lone wolf kind of vibe, a mm-hmm. bit of a introspective character. They're not usually the extrovert like in the party going crazy. They might be, but their main facet when they're with other people might be more withdrawn. And they get a lot from meditation, yoga, qigong, anything that's of a spiritual practice level. But nature is a big key one for them. Being out in nature, connecting to all that is. We know right now that everybody connects to nature because we haven't been able to go out very much. But for them, it's a big part of of their connection and just being out in everything and feeling how, you know, 
flowers and the seasons and the trees they have no trouble with coming out at the right time it's all so divinely timed in their life Mm -hmm. and it's such a good reflection and reminder for us that we are in our own cyclical patterns and that we will play out if we just let go and let nature that we also are take over so the number seven resonates on that kind of vibration and level with your with your other numbers like some if some people had loads of fives and threes it would mean they were like a little bit erratic and a little bit more scattered but i feel like you've got quite a lot of grounding Mm. it feels like the two eight one and seven it feels quite grounded like this rather than being lots of peaks and troughs um and there's an intellectuality about is that a word intellectual (laughs) side when you're in your alignment you're allowing yourself to really research do your due diligence. They might be technically orientated and know what they're doing with mechanics as well. And investigative, again, intuitive comes up and analytical. They're not afraid to analyze what's going on. They're not afraid to own their shadow side. Mm. As you remember, Lucy said about shadow work. And I feel like number seven is all about that. Let's look at all the things that we've done that felt bad. Let's like get really into the nitty gritty of the ugliness that we sometimes can have within us. Um, and bring that and integrate it into the light self as well. And the challenges are when they're intolerant or secretive, they can be maybe pessimistic or cynical. Um, the type of person who would just doubt everything that's spiritual, basically, they'd be in total to not suspicious, mm. like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't believe any of that star sign stuff. Like, that's when they're out of alignment. I feel like you're triple Scorpio as well as we've mentioned. And a lot of this plays in, like some of the challenges are quite Scorpio challenges. Mm -hmm. I I never really see you as like a secretive type of person, but that kind of like mystery energy Mm. around a Scorpio can be quite amplified. And I feel like number seven plays with that a little bit. Mm. But I mean, going down a path which is related to coaching, that's related to spirituality, or it could be philosophy, investigating, journalism. I've got a little list here. Mm-hmm. Um, well-being practitioners, spiritual teachers. Yeah, all of those things are, that's what we're looking at, the kind of roles in life, the kind of jobs they could have that work. Funny, and if I you, kind of do all of those, really. Yeah, and that's basically <laughs> what you do. I mean, I guess I could look at some other things. Psychiatrist, psychologist, mm. counsellor, therapist. Again, teacher. It's just not a million miles away from what yeah. you're doing. If we look at the kind of job roles of a number two, we will see things like counselors, mediators, therapists, healers, energy workers, um, teachers. So again, it's it's marrying up your overall theme to this incarnation with how other people see you, which is really nice that that energy can come across and the way you're already presenting yourself is a way for people to already relate to you. Mm. Some people have to make some real challenges if they want to be in a real alignment when we do their numerology. So it's quite nice to see that you've kind of already gone it. Um, the next number we come to, and there's not a huge amount left to this reading, but this is maturity, the mm. next one. And do, this do is you know what, Momo, just before we jump onto that one, do you not just come to me? Is that oh, yeah. you were saying before about when you're not in a line with these these this you know, this path as it were. Mm. You kind of feel like you're you're like almost the other side. That's that's almost like that feels like the old me, like I was such mm. a pessimist like realist like, were you didn't, didn't believe in the power of the universe or spirituality or none I of it i like, cannot imagine you being honestly, like that like the That's total crazy. total opposite total opposite like my two best mates who i did a podcast with a few episodes ago they always used to go on about oh yeah like this happened like it's the universe and this oh yeah it's the universe and i just used to be like 
you two talking about man universe like things yeah. happen because like everything happens like that you know whatever it's coincidence blah, 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 whatever i was so far the other way because i was so out of alignment of all of this stuff and it wasn't until i started to really go further into it and believing and understanding and opening up to it as well and i think you know even when we met i was still very much begin like beginning to really explore other parts of that journey like we used to talk about shadow work and we used to talk about i had no idea what a moon sign was or a rising yeah, sign was yeah. until i met you like i didn't <laughs> That's so funny. yeah do you know what i mean i didn't know any mm. of this stuff there's so much stuff like the, the amount of conversations we've had around crystals and the mm-hmm. you know the power within crystal and all this sort of stuff it's like was all very new to me and it's still stuff that i'm trying to understand and process more and it's so fascinating that you said that around the number seven because it's like that's totally how i felt like seven eight years ago whenever it was yeah seven years ago to where i am now and it's just like i i feel like a different person but i also feel like me if that makes Mm. sense you've become you've got unraveled and unlearned everything that wasn't you to find yourself underneath it all (laughs) that kind of feeling nice i love it when things like this come Mm. out and come through well, when we, we're coming back to a, num- a number that we've already visited, in your maturity, 35 onwards, there starts to be an elevated energy of some sort. So it's like you go through like the learning phase of life and then 35, you hope there'd be some kind of shift by then. Mm. So you're moving into more of a number one again. So the number one will become more prominent again, leadership, independence, individuality, pioneering, and that innovative creativity. Um, I'm aware I'm doing a lot of hand gestures right in the camera, <laughs> but this will only, this will only carry on. So that will only keep growing and moving forward. So just having that in mind, I, I really feel like this number one is very you actually. It very, mm. it feels like I always see you as quite a pioneering person. You're not afraid to go out in front and be the one who's leading or, you know, like a lot of people in the work we were doing at the BBC would have not really embraced that at all. Cause there were a lot mm. of talk about periods and like, <laughs> stuff that loads of of stuff i didn't know about (laughs) yeah talking about body shaming and i feel like yeah yeah, things like that it's really refreshing to see people who are unafraid to just learn something new as well so we've got curious minds Mm. let me have a look and see if you have a karma number so let's say one what's a karma number so if you think of all the previous incarnations you've had as you know may not even be on this planet different souls different bodies that your past lives basically we're thinking Mm. of even though i believe that time is so non-linear that the future lives are also in there (laughs) at some point it's like the uh uh, what do they call it the multiverse yeah multiverse of life right exactly but this will be up until this point if there's a key lesson for you to learn and to overcome in this specific lifetime we can see i don't think there is a one two three four five six seven you actually don't have any. Oh, wait, is that six? Oh, no, we can look at this one. Yeah, okay. We can look at the karmic debt number of 16.7. So this is, I feel, like, I feel like you might have already kind of started on this. It's a need to reevaluate your core values and eliminate any superficial foundations. So you're already very much thinking like, I know my privilege. I feel kind of guilty having the amount of abundance that I could create. You're not really like in an ego, ego place. You might've been Mm -hmm. before, I don't know. Um, But you're just looking to align things about money with your higher self and learning to treat people with pride, with um, respect, Um, not, not working from pride and ego. 
surrendering to unexpected events in your life, being honest and faithful in love. And when you, when someone is able to rise above their superficialities, that's when they learn that lesson. Mm. And I feel like all, I mean, I, I need to stop referring to you in a way that I know you, but hmm. I feel like because you're looking at those specific spiritual teachers who are all about soul and not ego, you mm. are well on the way, but that, that is a lesson you wanted to learn in this life in particular, mm. maybe to overcome something you did in your past life that could have been related to having a lot of greed. Maybe you're still feeling that old ancestral greed of some sort from your soul. Mm. So that is something how, like. how did past lives work then in terms of like, how do you tune into what your past lives could have been there's a multitude of different ways some people will just have such an insane strange resonance with a certain time and that's not to say that that's always going to be a past life but sometimes Mm. i uncover like things with people in these sessions for example a lot of women who are drawn to this path now might have been witches in past lives they have recurring nightmares of being burnt they are really afraid of water Mm. and it's only when they start to unravel and learn about witches and whatever else it might be that they started to think was that something I once experienced and then they might have a past life regression where they go into a deep state of meditation and they have someone encouraging them with questions and they might speak from their previous self it really digs deep into their subconscious and on these different levels Mm. so that's another way also Akashic Records readings I don't think they really relate to these as past lives but it's more looking at the soul's journey before here but also looking at the soul's incarnations that are most beneficial for you to know in this life. And I've had that and it's actually, they're amazing. I've referred quite a few friends to that same person as well. And they all had the most incredible experiences, not even Mm. just spiritual people either who kind of want to know they had a past life as a king or the woman wants to know she had a past life as a native princess. Sometimes they're not attractive ones at all. One of my friends was a leper in a past life (laughs) on some leper island, she said. Yeah. So, so what, yeah, what can you do then? Nice. Like, like, what can I do to like look into that more? Because I'm interested in it. Although, although, like, I'll be honest, I don't know how much I believe in having experienced a past life per se. Mm-hmm. But I think there's elements of it, like you said, the journey of the soul or the energy that we carry has, you know, the energy that we carry is connected to everything else at any given yeah. time. So somewhere down the line, that energy existed in a different space that wasn't within me. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that. So but at the same time, I've always felt this connection to like being a kind of like adventurer or like a discoverer of things. I don't even know if that's a term, but yeah, I mean, like a, like a explorer of something. Yeah, like an explorer or like, even if it's just discovering a way of thinking or a way of thought or do you know what I mean? Something that I've always kind of felt this connection. I think that's why I'm interested in things like like ancient Egypt, like why I'm so Mm. interested in the dinosaurs, why I'm so interested in um, reading about different philosophies and different religions and stuff because I think it feeds into that so I'd be interested to find yeah. out what that looked like in another life or previous journey of the soul or energy however you want to kind of look at it I feel like if you ask for synchronicities for truth to really dig in or or when you're meditating ask to be shown things mm. I mean of course you may just be drawn to all those things because all those things are great but it may also be that there was some aspect of you that where you had once experienced it. But there's also lots of people now, we're in such an intense time on planet Earth right now. And not just talking about the situation that we have with the pandemic and everything, but we're really shifting into a new vibration. Mm. And lots of people, I believe, and I've read lots of studies on it, and it's just something I intuitively feel, is that lots of people came to Earth as volunteers now. 
and they might have come from different star systems mm. so it may be that you haven't had a life on earth for a long time you might have been your soul might have been in a different place entirely mm. and then incarnated here and for example we could have both been on the same place somewhere incarnated then you meet and you're like oh you're familiar oh mm. with learning about these things like that kind of thing can happen in soulmate groups and of course some people might be listening to this going what are you talking about this just <laughs> sounds wild why are you talking about space you sound like an alien but I can't, it just makes sense to me and it mm-hmm. is it doesn't mean you're then this person who you can't relate to life at all it just means you have a richer mm. understanding of self and all the people i know who have some understanding of another life just use it to mm. inform this life exactly make it and richer. it's like for me it's about you know when you understand that connectiveness that's not a word either connect Activity. No, I yeah. don't even know what the word connection? is. Connection. When you the connection, there we go. <laughs> Got there in the end. <laughs> the connection we have to the oneness of life, like that goes way beyond just the earth. Like if mm. you think, like if we're connected to everything, like birds, a bird's just flown past my window. I am connected to that birth of earth. Word. Fucking hell, I can't even speak. <laughs> Word. Bird. <laughs> yeah. it frazzles my brain so much. <laughs> Bird through the the energy that we share on this planet. But then, what powers the planet? The moon mm. and the sun what powers the sun, you know, or the sun powers another, you know, however many planets there are now in our solar system yeah. we keep taking away yeah, and adding to them. Plus the moons that that controls, plus what powers the sun is the other suns in the other solar systems around us. Mm. What powers that is, so we're connected to so much that we just don't, we don't it's know, just we never can't ending. comprehend. We can't comprehend. So when you open yourself up to that and start to understand that what you were saying there, it does make sense when you start to incorporate things from outside of just our planet like, mm. there's so much it's, it there's would be very so narrow-minded to just think yeah. of earth wouldn't it really exactly i think that with all of this as well like the the fundamental is that everyone is connected and i think we've mm. learned that so much with covid how one person in korea could spread it to how many people and then it came here like it shows us and it, it was a really good example in a very strange way how interconnected we are as humans and how mm. like we can see each other now on these screens and we are literally consciousness just in a body looking at each other but looking at ourselves like we are literally the same and that's always so hard to get our heads around as humans Mm. in the way that we live but let's just come to this very final piece of your Mm -hmm. reading so this is the year you were currently in Mm. so can you remember the energy and the world of the number eight Uh, what that one was about that was about abundance and Mm -hmm. money and the color green that's it (laughs) you're right and that is what your energy is for this year Mm. so we're taking this concept that life runs in numerology in nine year cycles you're coming to the end of one cycle so Mm. you're consolidating you're understanding all this stuff about money now it makes a lot of sense and for the rest of the year i really would say have have these working with the universal laws practices embedded when it comes to the law of attraction for you and this month specifically um in may we're have a number four which actually we haven't visited but this is very much about structure think of a table with four legs mm-hmm. it's steady it's balanced so this month is about you finding your balance finding your organization what is there that you could be doing more of that will allow you to achieve that sense of balance in your life and it's kind of like a work hard kind of month so mm. for the rest of the month don't worry about having too much it's different when we're in this kind of situation want to be more sensitive but in a general level it's about getting your head down focusing get the Mm. stuff done next month is more about exploration and travel so i don't know if that will happen (laughs) (laughs) given our circumstances but there's more more freedom next month for you to enjoy 
And that is everything that we can cover today in our time constraints. But I hope that's given you something to reflect on and to mm. journey within yourself a little bit. A couple of points yeah, of for sure. See there, and we finally I'm did have it. To, get you to send me um, those numbers. Yeah, yeah. Just like a sentence, so I can like digest it all properly. But yeah, for sure, that's been yeah really cool. It's been it's interesting how much does end up becoming so connected from even just like my past experiences to what you've literally just told me in front of me here without, you know, like, like you said, you didn't even know that I used mm. to be such a opposite to a spiritual, natural being. I used to be mm. the total opposite. You didn't really know that. And no, it's like, yeah, that came up. So it's fascinating really what you can, yeah, learn and understand and, and open up to. Yeah. Through these ancient old systems that yeah. we can yeah. tap into. It's great. And to how, how, how does it work like in terms of like like how have you worked that out like how have you got to those numbers if you the pythagoras system is mm. that the numbers one to nine and then you have the letters that fall under each number so one is a two is b blah blah, blah and it falls under it goes in rows like that then each letter you then there's different calculations so for example 20 would go to 2 11 is 11 1987 goes to 7 you then add those across then you have your whole name. There's a different number for each letter mm. in your whole name. You add them down for the numbers, add them until it's a one single digit, add them together. Then you have the number. Mm. And then, okay. yeah, it's, so it works like that. It's like a stacked approach. You go across, yeah. you go, you like double check it that way. It's not hard, but it can be confusing when you first start. Mm. I don't know. I've actually got, I'm my maths generally at school was just, I couldn't even do it. My head didn't work around it at all. Yeah. When I discovered numerology, I was like, this is the first time I've ever liked numbers. Mm. And I obviously it puts context it. to it, right? Yeah, it wasn't just working something out for what. This mm. is actually like delving deeper into people's psyche and finding some clues. Mm. So it's mm. different to astrology for sure. It's, it's less involved with looking at all these axis points and moons and stuff. This is, this is kind of like a more basic version, but for some people, that's what people need. It's like a gateway into mm. working on the more mystical levels of themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So take take this question as you want. <laughs> so I don't really even really know what I mean by it. So answer it how you feel okay. you, what comes to you. <laughs> sure. What's what's the most spiritual experience that you've had? Okay. Do we really want to go into these things? Yes. <laughs> well, this is what the people want to hear. <laughs> is it really? I don't know if this becomes too wild. Um, I would say that. <laughs> okay let's just go into it i don't mind so but it was within a meditation that i was doing without any i was actually quite ill i think this was about six years ago mm -hmm. um maybe no maybe before then. it wasn't anything serious i was just really ill and i was really distraught and i i did some kind of guardian angel spirit guide kind of meditation which i think just sounds so cheesy and <laughs> i just don't like how it comes across but yeah, yeah. I met this guide that I had and I was in, I'd been taking some medication. I was in such a do lally state. I wasn't really physically present because I'm very Virgo and very much an analytical overthinker. Mm. So it's harder for me to let go and just let something magically come in. But I was so this guide, I just knew that they were my spirit guide. They were someone in that other realm, which I think is totally feasible as if we are the only realm here who was there to support me and when I went to Los Angeles like soon after that every his name is Jay J-A-E everywhere I went there was Jay everywhere it's not the most common word it would be on the floor it'd be on buildings someone mm. would send it as a typo and 
so many weird things happened and I would there's a practice that I do where I should I say this yeah I'll do it there's a practice that I use where I'll talk on the phone as if I'm actually talking to him and just asking for guidance so it's like talking to your higher self it's actually yeah. I think it's Caligo lots yeah. of people in there actually do it and yeah I just had so many experiences just on my own in LA like with this guide, I ran into so many amazing people. My guide even went off with my friend to San Francisco and he started seeing Jay everywhere. And it wasn't just that it was already there. It was bizarre. You know how you have those synchronicities and you're like, that's just when people see like numbers, for example, and they're like, that's not just me seeing them everywhere. And I can't remember what that word is um, when it was already there anyway, but now you're just noticing it because your attention's on it. I knew it wasn't that. um, There's a term. I just, it's not in my brain. Yeah. It's not coming to me either. Yeah. Um, so that was crazy, but also like discovering some of my other lives related to crystals, my past life before this life. Yeah, I've had so many strange things. And I, I feel like quite a grounded person. I'm mm. not too much of a surreal hippie vibe mm. kind of like, I've had a lot of very grounded jobs. It's not that I'm, you know, that stereotype really. I try not to be at least, even though I'm yeah. like a vegan activist as well, which kind of plays <laughs> into it. But what would you say yours has been? Do you know what? I was nothing really comes to me to be honest in terms of spiritual experience. Really weird. I just I think I've just had more moments where I have like an overwhelming sense of just funnily enough peace, which is what mm. we were talking about at the beginning, and just being at one and being still, mm. and that's it. Just being, and I feel like a lot of that has come in different times one time that really stands out to me is when i was in japan and i thought like the whole trip was going to be filled with like these amazing spiritual experiences because mm-hmm. it's like the home of yeah. everything spiritual in, in many ways but it wasn't until one day when we we went to an island that we didn't even know existed until the day before when someone or two days before when someone recommended it to us and we ended up hiking up a mountain that we didn't even know was on the island until someone told us about it and we got to the top and I just had this overwhelming sense of wow just like i just mm. filled with love compassion peace stillness calm like all of those sort of feelings all of those sort of energies and i i think we were up there for like an hour but it felt like we were there for two three days like time almost mm. froze up there so I, that i would say is one and then the other one is i don't know if, it, if it's really a spiritual experience but i've had this experience when i've meditated a few times which I don't know if you've, if you've read any of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. Oh yeah. Becoming supernatural. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, in that he talks about like the vortex or whatever he calls it, like where you just, you're just in it and it's like, there's nothing. It's just a nothingness. Mm. I, I kind of experienced that like a couple of times before I'd read the book and then I read the book and I was like trying to make myself experience this thing again. And I've experienced that a couple of times since, and it only lasts maybe like two or three seconds but it's just this feeling of like, you just sink into something, which is mm. unexplained. I can't, it's, it is really unexplainable, but you sink into it and it's like, you lose all sense of everything. Like you're no longer you, you're like just you're everything. Sp- again. Yeah. You're like a space within a space. Mm, and I it's just, it, it's like a, I don't know. I really don't know. It's like, a, you just, like for me, it felt like I just dropped into this thing and then like all of a sudden you go oh what's that and then you've come out of it and you're mm-hmm. you're back in you know that you're you're aware that you're back in your room meditating 
So that's like the other one. And that was oh, these super are two of bizarre. The things that most people want to experience through meditation, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, Peace yeah, and yeah. that feeling where you go into that vacuum. Yeah, most people who want to get that experience go into those sensory deprivation tanks, don't they? To try and cheat it. Mm, yeah. Fl- uh, flotation tanks. What mm. they're called. Have you done one? Yeah. No, I really want to. Though. There's one near me, I think. Is it? Yeah. Well, it. in North London, <laughs> I don't know how near it is to me, but yeah, it's, I went, I think I was looking into it before Christmas actually with my friend Anton um because he's like super into that and but we we didn't get around and then obviously i went away and then all this happened so we haven't got around to doing it but i'm definitely into that and have you have you heard about or you i'm assuming you have astral astral projections yeah what's that all about because i keep hearing this pop up like i've seen like in the last four days like i've just had so many mentions of it through conversations i've had through things i've seen through someone sending me like randomly like videos to watch about it like just what is it (laughs) essentially when your spirit travels out of your body but it's not disconnected from your body and you can go wherever you want visit whoever you want it feels like my mum actually had an experience of it recently where Mm. you're in your body you're aware you're lying down and then you rise up out of your body and then you're a lot of people panic so like oh where am I going am I going to die I'm losing my body what's Mm. happening but you're not you're just you're rising out your consciousness is coming out of your body and can look down. A lot of people look down on themselves. Um, you can come out, you can walk around. Maybe wow. that will be your next adventure without even mm-hmm. having to travel anywhere. Maybe this is your number five energy for next <laughs> yeah, month. You'll be actually traveling. <laughs> Can't catch anything dodgy mm-hmm. when you're doing that. Yeah, I'd have to. I, need to, I want to look into it because I've, I've had so many like things come to me about it recently. It's, it sounds interesting. I didn't, know what, I didn't really know what it was. I just assumed it was something to do with a projection, obviously. <laughs> I think people like put it in the same category as lucid dreaming in a sense, because it's mm. just like dream state consciousness. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on either to know yeah, the exact yeah, definitions, yeah. but that's what I've gathered from it. Wow. Interesting stuff, Alex. That's sounds been coming cool. up. Yeah, sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been such a funny chat. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you. This has been really Thank fun, you actually. Me. I think I'm glad we finally got around to doing it not only getting you on the podcast but the numerology as well mm. yeah we'll definitely have to uh, we'll have to do a part two of, on something at some point mm. maybe that's when you're maybe we'll go both astral travel and meet and we can talk about what happened <laughs> yeah. part two astral yeah, what well, happened when we met in the multiverse <laughs> yeah wouldn't be surprised if that did happen easily yeah. done yeah <laughs> well look before you go moment before I let you go because I know you've got a mm-hmm get off um where can people follow you if they want to see the work you do and keep up to date with you or they want to ask you more about numerology because if they ask me i'm just going to direct them to you anyway okay (laughs) well my instagram is where i'm the most active and that's o momoko so it's oh underscore m-o-m-o-k-o i actually have a website that's been ready for about a year but i haven't made it live yet (laughs) but that's actually going to come out soon I just I was really conflicted on my path because I was very much focused on crystals, but then the ethical side of crystal mining came into my consciousness, and I thought I, I can't I can't sell crystals anymore. So I'm now thinking, what are my offerings on there? Mm. But I'm aiming to have that out by the end of next month, and that will be omomoko.com. So yes, thank you for having me, Alex. No, this has been so pleasure. lovely. Thank you so much. There we have it guys. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It's a little bit different for what you might be used to on the podcast, but something that I'm super into and kind of always exploring. So it would be really interesting to bring that to the podcast and sort of dive in and see what was going to happen. Like I really didn't know what was going to come out of that. I didn't know what I was getting myself into at all. So 
it was really interesting to kind of be put on the spot with some of those ideas and some of the things that came out of the reading and yeah it was it was I learned a lot so it was really cool it was really cool so if you like what you heard on this episode please be sure to leave a review and even better still hit the subscribe button so that you get the latest episode straight to your phone and if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode then be sure to send them a link or a screenshot because it's important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this like i said i started this podcast to help inspire positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing the love so as ever you can connect with me on instagram at i am alex manzi you can hit me up there say hello tell me what you thought of this episode whatever it is that is where you'll find me so thank you for listening and i will see you for the next episode This podcast is produced by Unedited.